Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We're changing marijuana laws in Kentucky and also a suburbanite's uh, reflection on what's happening in downtown Cincinnati. But joining you and I now is uh, the great Missy powers the hamlet county prosecutor and uh, melissa powers welcome again to the bill cunningham show and let's kind of begin with going back in time a little bit because you have been in law enforcement for 25 to 30 years and i think spent about 12 years in juvenile court and when you were a judge in juvenile court you saw it all you did it all you understand this isn't about stealing potato chips from uh, walmart Uh, this is serious stuff going on and uh, what have you seen changing in juvenile court since you and Judge John Williams were there, and there were several state and national awards given. There were programs and diversion programs. John Williams is recognized by the Bar Association as uh, the, the, most, uh, the most competent judge in Hamilton County, and he was kicked out in 2020 because I guess there was a revolution going on with George Floyd and all that. But kind of address the issue about juvenile court uh, 10, 15 years ago, what was happening then as opposed to what's happening now. Well, first, let me uh, correct you. I've got 32 years now 32. of experience, three decades uh, in, in the courtroom and criminal justice. Um, there, the, uh, the amount of time I spent in juvenile court as a judge was six years before I retired and then took this position as prosecutor. So I have a, a, a wide range of experiences and a depth of knowledge um, through with that uh, three decades. Um, I'm, you have to have great compassion. You, uh, and, but you also have to have being able to be, have great strength. It's not easy to say you're going to lock a child up and remove them from their family and their loved ones. That's a very difficult thing to do. But you have to be able to do that in the appropriate cases. We never in juvenile court, when I worked with um, Judge Williams um, and, and some uh, many great people, such as Carla Gunther, uh, who was the court administrator for over thir- you know for a very long period of time. We instituted many, many programs um, to be able to help children, help families. And while I was there as the administrative judge the last two years, opened an assessment center that's now being used. I'm not sure which direction it's going in. But the purpose of that was when you have a child in crisis, when they're coming into juvenile court, no matter how um, small or inconsequential um, the case may be, such as, say, truancy, chronic truancy, we know there's a behavioral problem going on and there's an issue and we wanted to be able to provide services immediately to the children and make uh, families also have access to those services. There was a residential treatment program that we used, you know, in juvenile court, you're, the focus was always rehabilitation balanced with public safety. So you use rehabilitation efforts and graduated sanctions for children that come into the courtroom or through our doors and to treat everybody equally and fairly, but to be able to develop effective programs where we had success rates. And we had a number of those programs to redirect children so that they could have a productive life um, to graduate from high school, to make sure they were out of the criminal justice system, no matter what background that came from. Um, and we had some great success stories. Um, and I'm very proud of our record. The court now 
is that has the views that are coming from the East Coast, from the um, Ivy League, from New York, um, where they believe anybody walking, just walking through the door of juvenile court is so damaging, so it causes so much trauma to the child that they shouldn't even come through the doors. Mm. That if they come through the doors, they'll forever stay in that, in that court system. So we're seeing cases being dismissed and categories now of, of uh, statutes that are not being enforced, just like what you see in some of these major cities of, um, with prosecutors not prosecuting crime. We now have a judge, we, excuse me, we now have a judge that is not prosecuting um, entire categories of crime, unruly, uh, truancy. These are the first steps of when somebody comes into juvenile court, you can get services immediately before they start escalating and staying in the system. What this court, I think, and if anybody, I know there's community members out there that is trying to, you know, what what is the solution? But the solution really needs to start with, there's so much trauma, earlyhood, childhood trauma, um, that is causing multiple adverse, you know, uh, uh, experiences in their life that puts them on a course that, that enters into the criminal justice system. And if you're not addressing that, you're not fixing the problem. And we have many people that are focused on fixing the problem rather than focusing on public safety. And that's the direction of the court. It has completely lost its way, in my opinion. There is no emphasis on protecting victims or protecting the community, protecting our small businesses in downtown Cincinnati. There's also, in my opinion, a failure of transparency. And they hide behind the cloak. We're dealing with children. We want to keep all that information private. But there is information, you know, that we have problems with records upon a dismissal or not guilty finding. They don't do, it's not a not guilty in a criminal court. They don't use that language. But it, it, the record's immediately sealed, right. immediately sealed, and no one has access to that information. There's, a, there's policies that are being set unilaterally, not without any input. They, they'll, they'll talk to us and tell us, but we have no, no input whatsoever. Um, such as this recent policy on assault charges not being will not be prosecuted will, will be dismissed. Excuse me. Right, and in fact, you're notified. It, it, a prosecutor's office not even notified. Right. Kind of the big term today is restorative justice and social justice, and and, and that is that. No. Uh, and I I listened to a, one of the community activists and government square yesterday in one of the t one of the TV news shows who talked about the kids themselves are not responsible. That they are victims of a society, and you don't hold children responsible for their criminal misbehavior. They're being manipulated by the system. And I listen to that. And I'm going, what are you talking about? That a 16, 17 well, year old? It, but they're not responsible. It doesn't make sense. No, it does not make sense. And 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 then again, they think they're helping these kids, but what they're doing is they're keeping them still. They go right back to the community, the most vulnerable communities, high risk communities. Um, and then they're, they're left on their own. So there's no court intervention with services. There's no trying to redirect these children. They think, uh, you know, this restorative justice, you get the parties together. They think that if you take them, they walk, like I said, it is so, it's so traumatic, so damaging to the child walking through the doors of the courthouse that they shouldn't even be going into the courthouse, <laughs> let alone being detained. I mean, that's basically what it is. And on these assault cases, which makes no sense to me whatsoever, um, they're considering this a minor offense 
So this, these can be offenses of violence. And when they say, you know, I've read in the paper, well, we're doing it because the prosecutors aren't doing their job. Yeah. I mean, our office, we do everything possible to prosecute every case to the fullest extent. When we need to have compassion and, 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 and to work with a child, we do. Um, if it's a school fight, sometimes, you know, those things matters can be resolved with disorderly conducts you know, where it's not anything significant. But you want to be able to take each case and review it before you just throw the cases out. Now, if a charge is brought down to juvenile court, it goes to the clerk's office, and then the clerk puts gives it to a social worker, and the charge is dismissed. We don't even see it. The prosecutor's office doesn't even see it. The victim isn't notified. And when we say, you know, they said, you can object, but it won't matter. A victim can object, it won't matter. We are dismissing these charges. That's that's the policy. We've asked for the policy in writing. We haven't received it. I doubt we'll ever get anything in writing about their policy. So what happened in the, uh, there's been two recent, and there's been many more that have been caught on video, some of which have been on TV last night. I watched another woman who had, her son was had the crap kicked out of him in Washington Park and, and uh, terrible circumstance. But on 6th Street, two of the uh, kids had assault charges or simply, uh, summarily dismissed. And uh, restorative justice yeah. essentially means let's get the victim together with the perpetrator. Let's talk and see what we can do to resolve the problem. But there's not prosecution. What happened on 6th Street was a terrible incident. And if you had been still a juvenile court judge, you would have treated it differently. And uh, is it true that two of those charges, assault, were simply they were released on bond and the charges were dismissed? But, but you're not even sure about that, are you? My understanding, the first two that got arrested um, for the first incident, uh, and one was an adult, so that's going through the adult system, and right now it's my understanding it's in the grand jury at some point will be presented. Um, the juvenile, uh, and I don't know what the charges are yet because I haven't seen them yet, um, but I, he was released on an ankle bracelet, I believe. Yeah. Um, so that's all I know about that now that'll go through the system now whether or not that charge is dismissed i would think that that because of the public outcry that that's not going to happen in this case but i don't know i don't know what's going to happen um when these cases are being dismissed we we don't even know they were filed so <laughs> we we can't track it we can't we don't have a list we can't contact a victim there's nothing we can do um they claim this is the purpose behind it, is to teach the children conflict resolution. Mm. Well, how do they get taught anything when a charge is being dismissed? How do they learn anything when there's, there's no accountability? How do, you, how do you intervene on a serious case that needs intervention, that needs so that, that, that we don't see these re, a revolving door, how, yeah. how, and so that we can get services to a child that needs it, that might be in crisis, how do we even give any kind of assessment on that when it's just automatically dismissed? So it's flawed. They're failing our, our children. They're failing the, the, the most vulnerable communities. And they're, and they're failing the general public. I mean, you could say, I, can, I know the mayor and a lot of people are saying downtown's safe. But I bet you see, you, you know, and, and, and maybe people do feel that. But I think after seeing that, especially that second video of that violent attack on a juvenile, who would think they're safe? No, uh, I mean, no, you can understand no. people that maybe don't frequent down there. That that might be a place you might not want to go. Absolutely. And then how does that affect all of our businesses, Terrible. you know, that have been made an investment in our city? And then you can just see how this the spiraling of a demise of any thriving city. Um, people move out. 
people will leave. And then you got then if businesses move out and leave, then you got the people that are living down there, they'll move out and leave. Sure. I mean, so this is just a disaster uh, in, in so many ways. But the, what also um, really gets me upset is they claim they're helping the child when they're failing the child. And it's so apparent. Um, and, 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 and they're failing the very communities that need the help. And I, I just don't know. I, I'm glad that the public is starting to see this. The prosecutor's office, we've been fighting it every single day in the courtroom over dismissals. There are cases where had a child been held, they would, they would not, they would, there would be no retaliatory, like vigilante type of justice um, between what they're calling them groups of people. Our office refers to them as gangs. Um, the people would be alive. And yeah. so there, there is, I mean, there are, this is life and death consequences in some of these situations. And speaking of that, uh, I, I guess uh, there's a 14-year-old in common police court on trial for murder. A 14-year-old. Yes. When I was 14 years old, I was worried about stupid stuff like the, who am, will a girl look at me? A 14-year-old is being a contract killer in order to kill other people and that we don't have a verdict yet it might be later this afternoon or tomorrow but isn't and 16 17 year olds being recruited because there's a sense if you have someone under 18 commit the crime for you that the juvenile court system until recently dealt with it harshly but our juvenile court system doesn't do that anymore and so the reason the gangbangers recruit a 14 year old to, on on a contract killing because there's a sense not much is going to happen to the 14, 15, 16-year-old. And if you go through juvenile court with Judge Carrie Bloom, there's going to be a restorative justice. There's going to be social justice. There's going to be conflict resolution, in which case there won't be any charges filed. And that, that kid will not be separated from society. Can you briefly tell us what's happening in that case before Judge Lubers? The, the verdict is coming out sometime today or tomorrow, we think. There's no doubt the message is loud and clear to those uh, that are high-risk youth that may commit crime, and even adults that know that the, the juveniles will not be held accountable and that no, there are no consequences. That is loud and clear, and they know that that's not a deterrent. And they also know the older ones can take, you know, recruit or take advantage of the younger ones. So that's the case that you're talking about is the murder-for-hire case, and that was a gang. That was a murder-for-hire gang operating in our city. And then during a period of time, I, I forget how many months, they were responsible for 30% of the homicides in Cincinnati, mm. 30%, and these were juveniles. Um, these are the type of kids that must be, they're dangerous, that must be removed from the streets of our city. Right. And I don't know how anybody can look at that in any different way. Um, they deserve to be treated and receive the penalties in adult court because the juvenile system could never, never serve no. those children. No. Never. And, and Joe Dieter's and, and, often and we're said... we're talking about... Yeah. We're ta I'm sorry? Joe Dieter's often said that if he could separate 500 to 1,000 uh, of young folks in Hamilton County, the city of Cincinnati, that the crime rate would go down by 70% or more. We're not talking about systemic problems. We're talking about a small number, small percentage committing disproportionate crimes, having disproportionate impacts. That's the problem. Do you do you buy into that, too? That's a small number of people Absolutely. doing this. Absolutely. It is. It is a very small number. Um, and, those, and that's why um, the state legislature, and I hope, 
people understand what's happening and how this is this the state legislature is trying to put forth um, a bill or a law that there will be no longer juvenile bindovers. Uh, and again, this is a pervasive um, philosophy that is sweeping our country. And you can see how that policy will fail, will mm. fail our communities and make us less safe and makes us dangerous. Can, because the juvenile system only goes until the age of 21. So we have a, a, a juveniles that are responsible for 30% of the murders, but if they reach the age of 21, they're back out on the streets. So if you yeah, put them into the yeah. adult system, at least they're subject to 15 years to life right. on a murder charge. On a murder charge. And then the rehabilitation yeah. can, can occur within the prison system. And that's another area. Why don't you reform there to give, you know, occupation or educational opportunities, whatever it may be, do the rehabilitation and reform there. Well... Melissa Powers, uh, we have a prosecutor now that knows exactly what juvenile court should be, and it's not that way. And I think the George Floyd situation in the summer of 2020 calls uh, many in Hamilton County to say, let's uh, get rid of the current system we have in juvenile court. Let's change it. And it's changed for the worst. And I, I can't imagine, I, I don't want our city, and you and I are like lifelong Cincinnatians, Hamilton County residents. To, to go the way of Detroit or Chicago or Atlanta, Washington, D.C., because I've always thought we were special and unique. And, and if we give up, if we say we stop, okay, let Judge Kerry Bloom and others do exactly what they want to do with conflict resolution or restorative justice. Uh, we gotta, we're going to look like Toledo, Detroit. We're going to look like uh, Portland that declared a 90-day state of emergency because uh, the gangs have taken over the streets. Well, Melissa Powers, we have to run. I thank you, and uh, I know you're going to stay strong. The fight continues every day, and uh, this isn't uh, this isn't your grandfather's juvenile court anymore. When one part of gangs are creating 30% of the murders, and those murders aren't living in Indian Hill. They're living in Avondale, and they're living in Evanston, and that's the difficulty. Melissa Powers, I'm glad you're there. Keep Stay strong. The wind beneath your wings are the hundreds of thousands of residents that are behind you in this fight. Good luck and keep doing exactly what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. I'm going to continue to fight to save our county. I don't want our beautiful city to become one like we see so many other cities in our country. They have been destroyed by these philosophies, these radical activist type uh, judges and the philosophy. So I'm here to, to, to save our county. Um, that's why I, I, I accepted the position and the job, uh, is, and also to do the right thing to protect our community. Melissa, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, uh, let's uh, continue with more. And to have community activists like I, Iris Rowley say, the kids are not responsible. They're victims of our society, and they need to be treated as victims. No, they're the perpetrators that are causing victims. Let's continue with more. Bill Cunningham, News Radio 700, WLW. Now's the time to buy your new vehicle at CarryAutomotive.com. Whether you're in the market for a Toyota, Ford, Buick, GMC, Chevy, Nissan, Mazda, VW, or Hyundai, the place to... Again, must continue. After 1 o'clock today will be Steve Raleigh to talk about a local charity event coming up, plus so much more. After 2 o'clock today will be Jesse Brewer of Boone County to discuss a suburbanite's perspective of what's happening on the mean streets of Cincinnati, plus more. I uh, listened to the game last night. UC should have won in West Virginia. Did not happen. To have a lead like that and cough it up the end is not good for West Miller and the Bearcats. We'll see what happens. The next three games are against very good opponents in the Big 12. We wish them the best. 
You glean from the comments of Missy Powers, who has spent 32 years in law enforcement, that things are not good here in River City. And it's uh, noteworthy that uh, Judge Carrie Bloom has kept locked up in 2020, which is the juvenile jail, 2020 Auburn. Uh, two of the perpetrators, two have been released, two are still locked up. And but for the media outcry, which includes those from city council, I'm somewhat certain that uh, the two that were locked up treating a human head like a soccer ball will uh, would have been released because uh, many times when light is put on cockroaches, uh, they run away. And what's happening here in juvenile court system and a lot of common pleas court in Hamilton County is ignoring criminal law. The crime rate is down, so to speak, in some categories because crime has been decriminalized. Cops rarely pull someone over in the city of Cincinnati anymore. You might see some traffic enforcement on I-71 or I-75, but not in the city of Cincinnati. And it's because I have to have Pierreval and Cheryl Long and others do not want to have a pushback from the Iris Rowley types and the so-called consciences of the black community and catch a bunch of flack they don't want some incident so uh, as a result they don't pull people over it used to be that uh, when cops showed up at districts one through five and they didn't have a lot of 911 calls they would take a handful of warrants and okay let's go see if we can find these individuals uh, had some free time let's go let's go get them warrants out for arrest that doesn't happen anymore either and so when a traffic stop would occur and the ID was not provided, and uh, the person did not have insurance, and uh, they would check through their computers to find out there was warrants out for the arrest. There would be an arrest made. The car would be towed. That doesn't happen so much anymore. There's like a middle finger being administered to law enforcement in the city of Cincinnati, which, by the way, is exactly what is happening in every major American city. It's the liberal Democrat Marxist philosophies of white supremacy, white power, social justice, restorative justice, whatever term you want to use. And it was summed up by a quick little interview by Iris Rowley, who's a city activist, paid for by the city to go to hot spots. And uh, she was asked uh, something about responsibility, and she gave the comment to one of the TV channels that those, those kids are not responsible for what they're doing. They're the result of the system, the system in which uh, black youths are devalued, whatever language you might use. Well, most of the black kids I know would have nothing to do whatsoever with criminal activity. I've shared with you statistics before. We're talking about uh, 1-2% of black males between the ages of 14 and 30 involved in criminal activity. The great majority want nothing to do with it. The kids that go to Deer Park, the kids that go to use. There's something in the range of uh, of fifteen to eighteen thousand uh, black kids in CPS. Uh, that's a boatload, and of that number, there might be five hundred or a thousand that need uh, special attention from law enforcement because they engage in criminal activity. And the problem is not we don't have a uh, a, a metro bus pass or a line of sight down at the banks. We have to improve the line of sight so that. Uh, Police have better view of, as to what's going on. None of that is the answer. None of it is the answer to what's going on. And uh, when violence spikes at the banks, the city says, well, let's move some plantings around so we have better line of sight. 
And when uh, mindless violence takes place on the city of Cincinnati, we find out from the mayor that after uh, Pierreval that really we have to look at the, the the golden bus passes. We have to maybe not get so many kids together on Fountain Square at the same time. No one has ever taken responsibility for personal criminal behavior and saying that those kids must be separated from our American society. The great majority of black kids have nothing to do with crime. I've discussed this with uh, Lincoln B. Ware and Alicia Reese and Chris Smitherman as a bunch of good black uh, kids, of course, as his children. No issues. But what's happening is that the plight of inner city kids that have no functioning family life, no father, no mother, and about 70% of black kids at CPS are chronically absent. Don't go to school. So what do you do? On trial now is a, is a gang members of 14, 15, 16-year-olds, contract killers paid to kill other members of some other gang. Then the revenge and the retribution begins. This is a huge problem. And we just heard Brian Combs talk about the homeless crisis is accelerating. In Cincinnati, you might recall when John Cranley was there and Joe Dieters was in the prosecutor's office, they worked out a plan where you cannot sleep on city streets. And if you walk around downtown Cincinnati now, you'll see dozens of individuals in sleeping bags sleeping everywhere. And the cops have been told to leave them alone. This will proliferate like a cancer in our community. We're going to look like Chicago, Portland, Columbus, Cleveland, unless it's stopped. And history has taught us it probably will not stop unless you as a voter and someone who cares steps up and says, not on my watch. It would be great if Gwen McFarlane, the chair of the Amherst County Democratic Party, I've had breakfast with her and Gwen McFarlane is a good woman. If she would send out the message as the head of the Democratic Party that this is unacceptable and that unless these liberal Democratic judges change their viewpoint about law enforcement, they will not get the endorsement of the Democrat Party. Carrie Bloom has a political target on her back because of her theories about restorative justice and uh, conflict resolution and freeing individuals who commit violent crimes. It would be great, and I know uh, Michelle Kearney, the vice mayor, has said that she wants to meet with the judges to talk about what they're doing. I have a doubt whether a conversation will change someone's hard-fought uh, beliefs about how unjust America is, about how terrible the police are, and about how defunding the police is a great idea, that you can change someone like a Carrie Bloom with a conversation. I guess it's possible. But what did happen is two of these kids that were, uh, shall we say, uh, arrested for the, for the marauding in downtown Cincinnati yesterday were picked up and to the shock of many they were kept in jail which is quite unusual the attitude according to melissa powers who spent a decade in juvenile court as a judge was that you know uh we're going to release these kids for serious charges with emu on agreement to come back and then quietly dismiss the charges when i watched a public defender a couple nights ago talk about restorative justice which means let's get together and talk about this, that that's the way to go. And, and I would note that uh, Judge Kerry Bloom had a campaign slogan of rethinking juvenile court to bring an end to the 21st century. Rethinking means, the reform means, to quit putting p young folks in jail, 
for serious crimes, including rape. She had a rape case about two years ago in which a 15 or 16-year-old was raped by another juvenile. And instead of binding that kid over for felony prosecution to Joe Dieters, Judge Kerry Bloom had the rapist prepare a book report about how bad rape can be uh, of, a, of a fellow teenager. And that was the end of it. I would say if a teenager rapes another teenager, it's time to bind them over, treat them as an adult. When you commit adult crime, you need to do adult time. But that's not the attitude in juvenile court today in every major American city. Carrie Bloom is not out of touch with what's what's happening to judges like in New York City. I'm looking to my right. You may recall NYPD officers were called to a fight scene in front of the Roosevelt Hotel where the immigrants are living free. And uh, suddenly the two cops who went there in uniform were viciously attacked by a dozen migrants who kicked them, kicked them in the head, tried to get their guns out of the holster. They were fighting for their lives. More cops showed up and arrests were made. And the judges in New York City quickly released with no bond the perpetrators. They're out before the paperwork is even done. And I'm looking now this morning, one was released and gave the news media cameras a one-finger salute out of each hand and another one w- was released, uh, giving us the, uh, the brush off sign. They don't care. 22 year old immigrant from Honduras kicks the crap out of two cops and is out of jail before they can complete paperwork. One of the cops seemingly has permanent damage, traumatic brain injury. Another one suffered other injuries. NYPD is fit to be tied, but that's the attitude. This is not unusual in major cities. Of the top 40 cities inside large urban counties in America, there's 39 of 40 are controlled by liberal Marxist Democratic prosecutors. There's one county that has Melissa Powers, a Republican, who wants to enforce the law, which 20 years ago would be in the middle of where everyone out. New York City was functional for 20 years after Dinkins ruined it between Giuliani and Bloomberg. And the residents elected them. And New York City was the safest large city in America, if not the world. Over the last uh, 10 years, that's all changed. It is not safe anymore. It's dangerous. And Cincinnati is becoming dangerous. Not because the citizens wanted it. I don't think Gwen McFarlane, Democratic chair who's a good woman, wants this to happen in her community. There must be a coming together of liberal Democrats to say, We will not look like Portland, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, New York, Cleveland. We don't want to look like that anymore. Homelessness cannot take over our city. Fentanyl and drug use cannot take over our city. Kids who belong in school, and by the way, according to statistics, about 70% of black males at CPS are chronically absent. They're not in school either. So there has to be some come-to-Jesus get-together by only the Democrats, because they control this city and this uh, in this county. Hell, uh, Liz Keating could not get elected to city council despite spending the most money, having a very distinguished record. She didn't get a sniff. And the only two Democrats in county government are the uh, uh, county engineer. I'm not even. I'm not even sure who that Republican is. And Melissa Powers. 
And now the Democratic Party is going to wage a, a campaign against Melissa Powers to uh, get her out of office and put in someone who's never tried a felony case, Connie Pillage, and has run for repeatedly other offices and lost, and she needs a job. We have a good prosecutor. And Melissa Powers is the last line of defense. Imagine someone like Carrie Bloom as the prosecutor. How, how much publicity would there be about these circumstances? There would be none. And the city will go right down the crapper. So that's where we are. And uh, I have a sense that until the Democratic Party itself, Avtab Pirovall and uh, Michelle Kearney and uh, Scotty Johnson, Democrat on city council, was a cop for like 25 or 30 years. He knows what's going on. But politically, it is not popular to have the criminal element take responsibility for their own behavior. It is more dominant in the black community to have the Iris Rowley types blame the system when she says these boys and girls are not responsible for what they did. And then who in the hell is responsible? You? Me? I, I don't know. Of course they're responsible for what they do. And when you commit adult crimes, you do adult times. But that's not the idea happening all over the United States of America today. What we're seeing locally is not unusual. It is common, which is why our majestic American cities are being ruined by restorative justice, progressives, and liberals. Will it happen in the city of Cincinnati? Or, well, at this point, yes, until the Democratic Party itself, the party of Sako Weethy, the party of Tim Burke, the party of Gwen McFarlane, rise up and say, let's have a meeting. We don't want Cincinnati to look like Chicago. And the judges are a big problem in this county. Not the Pat Dinkelockers. It's the, it's the restorative justice crowd. The Wendy Crosses and the Judge Blooms, people like that, were indoctrinated in college and law school about how unjust, how unfair, how racist America is. And now that they're in power, they want to uh, exercise their, their abilities as they were taught in college and law school. That you have to get into power and change the system and go after it. You see the results in every major American city is in near collapse. The majestic cities have been destroyed. Will Cincinnati be next? Uh, let's continue with more. And if a line becomes available, 7513-749-7000. Bill Cunningham, the great American live at your home, of course, of your Cincinnati Reds. News Radio 700 WLW. Sports is more than scores and stats. It's people and their incredible stories, like Artie Mintz, the blind golfer. He and his caddy wife, Barnstorm Golf Course, is challenging anyone who'd put up money. She'd describe the hole in distance, and he'd swing away and win. But when she caught Artie with another woman, she blew his cover. He had perfect eyesight. Sports Talk with Lance McAllister. An angry mob of golfers beating with putters, demanding their money back. Tonight at 6 on 700 WLW. As you may know, the Fed kept interest rates where they are. That means the mortgage rates continue to fall at McKinley Mortgage, helping customers and families and individuals like you save up to $2,000 per month off total debt. And do not assume because you have a little bit of a bad credit score, McKinley Mortgage cannot help you. They can. Paul is an expert. Paul Luck is an expert at correcting your credit scores and making you eligible for loans. This is a perfect time to refinance. Close your refinance by... 
February the 26th. Skip payments in March and April. Those monies go directly in your pocket. First payment not due until May 2024. Plus, McKinley Mortgage can get you a fixed-rate second mortgage. If you have a home equity loan with an adjustable rate that skyrocketed, call McKinley Mortgage now. Some credit card interest rates are as high as 20%. You may get a fixed-rate refinance at a very much lower rate and save lots of money. And if you're turned down by a local bank or credit union, then call McKinley Mortgage. They're closing loans for customers that were turned down by other lenders. McKinley Mortgage is locally owned, locally operated right here in Blue Ash, been doing it for over over 20 years. Quit dealing with all these out-of-state lenders. If you're buying a home or need to refinance, call McKinley Mortgage now, 513-791-2700 or bestlowrates.com. Make 2024 the best year ever for you and your family. Call ACR Gunite Pools and Spas today and create your own oasis with a brand new... What? With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They're seeing and what they're feeling and things of that character. But also over the last few years, the uh, Lease family, Simon Lease, his daughter Julie and Steve Raleigh, husband and wife, have put together an effort to, uh, instead of cursing the darkness, lighting a candle about some needs, especially of kids, that are having uh, crises in their lives. But one reason or another, it could be drugs, could be mental health, could be a moment away from uh, reality of what you're dealing with. It's called Maddie's House. And once again, Steve Raleigh and, and Julie, welcome to, again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And first of all, uh, let's begin with Julie. Uh, Julie, can you tell the American people, uh, you're the mom of Maddie, uh, the difficulties that you went through as a mother dealing with your daughter and what uh, brought her to the to the suicide that she committed, and then why the idea of Maddie Maddie's house uh, uh, was created and what it's doing right now. So talk talk to the American people about the last two or three years, the difficulties you had with your daughter. Well, they, first off, thanks, Bill, for having us on. And and you know, no parent is supposed to bury a a, a child. It just the roller coaster ride of having a daughter with mental health issues which turned into addiction issues. She had a very severe trauma that happened to her, and a lot of the young young kids that um, turned to drugs and alcohol have had a traumatic event, be it a mental, be it a sexual trauma, be it a, a physical trauma. Maddie had, had a trauma, and she tried to mask the PTSD, that post-traumatic stress disorder that, that, was, that, that came after the trauma with drugs and alcohol. And then just the spiral, and like I said, a real true roller coaster ride, the ups and downs, the twists and turns that a family goes through that, that the you know, child that's suffering with the mental health and addiction issues go through. It is a traumatic event for everybody. And it's a family disease. It's real. It happens. It's, you know, our suicide rate is up 37% throughout Hamilton County in the state of Ohio. Unacceptable, absolutely unacceptable. So after losing Maddie and, and at the, her young age of 24, taking her life, she gave us the idea of Maddie's house. You know, she went into rehab programs. She went into psychiatric hospitalizations. But the reality of when you get out of, of one of those um, one places, there's not a lot of help. There's not a lot of outpatient help. So Maddie's house 
creates that space. It gives them a place to go. It's a mental health hangout for recovering young adults. And it's a positive, uplifting, colorful world that they enter when you come to Maddie's house. And it was totally her idea. I mean, Stephen says it best. You know, Maddie said, I need, I just need, I need a place to go. There's nowhere to go. And we're for everything we, all the services that you receive in a rehab or psychiatric hospitalization, we can provide you with the music therapy, the art therapy, the yoga, the meditation. We have an amazing meditation room with a, with an amazing massage chair that they can, they can sit in with, a, with, with, you know, good touch versus a negative touch that a lot of these young adults have had. So it's um, a great place. I, hate the way it started, but I know Maddie's life, she didn't take her life in vain. We're affecting, we're, we're winning the battle with, with, with young adults, and it's working. It's you, working. Know, you know, Julie, one thing, uh, I have a family member who's uh, been on the streets for about 10 years, and she is, mm-hmm. uh, uh, every now and then, uh, she would knock on her mother's door over the years, let her in. Uh, okay, it's hard when a child in crisis is an adult, like 18, 19, 20, knocking on the door, okay, come on in. And then you come back from work, and there's three of her friends there, and it's not working out. Things were stolen, yeah. back and forth. Uh, this particular mm-hmm. family member has been in rehab now 14 times, and each time oh, it wow. failed, back on the streets, heroin, and uh, mom mm-hmm. is, her mother's just waiting for that call from the, from the morgue. Uh, when you're 18 yeah. years old and you're in crisis and you're in some sort of foster care or uh, and then you get to be 18, okay, you're good to go out on the street. And out on the street's uh, not a good place to be either. And all no. I know is this this is a terrible, terrible problem. And uh, and so you have a fundraiser coming up, headquartered with the great Marty Brenneman, to try to raise money yeah. for Maddie's house. And that's going to be a big event at Music Hall. And uh, Steve Raleigh, let me ask you this. A father feels differently toward daughters and mothers. They're the same love is there, but it's different. A father's love and a mother's love for a daughter in crisis. Did you ever feel at a time while she was still going through this that it was it was your fault or it was uh, Julie's fault? It was the system's fault. Uh, at, mm-hmm. You went through a living hell. Uh, how does a father process this? Well, um, I will say, Bill, there's no question. We obviously had thoughts of regrets or things maybe we could have done or done better or whatever at the bottom line though i don't know that it's anybody's fault because of what julie said it starts with a trauma and our daughter had one and and then we had to live with the twists and turns for about 10 or 12 years Mm. and um Mm. and at times the difficulty becomes that you're doing everything you can and there's nothing more you can do and there's a hopelessness that comes along sometimes with a situation like this. And one of the things we're trying to at least provide for other families who are in crisis is not to feel that hopelessness with Maddie's house, a place where someone can go to build their time, find their people and feel hope because there was nothing like this and there still isn't anything like this around the Midwest and there's few examples in the country. We want to be a template so that folks who are having somebody who comes out of recovery or out of treatment to know that there's somewhere to go. The aftercare market is not being fulfilled. And so I don't know if it's anybody's fault, but your direct question, we need that aftercare market fulfilled. And we're trying to do something along those lines 
because the day that the two detectives uh, came to our front door here, uh, Julie actually was uh, at work, and I had to answer the door. And you can imagine the uh, pain and the difficulty, um, the crying, and everything that goes along with it uh, when someone tells you um, that they found your daughter. Um, so we're trying to do something along those lines, and um, you, I have to say, have always been a big supporter, and I want to thank you for letting us get the word out about Maddie's house and the things that we do. And long term, I'm the son of an alcoholic, and as a kid, I I didn't have the mental strength, the emotional abilities to deal with my father's alcoholism when I was 14 years old, when I was 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I mean, you're a kid. And at that mm-hmm. point, it was almost perceived as something's wrong with that person. If if you're a drunk, mm-hmm. well, just quit drinking. If you have suicidal tendencies, shake it off. Go, go mm-hmm. do something different. And it doesn't work that way. I mean, I, I wish no. you could take a pill. And Julie, do you hear some of that? Another factor in this is that Steve Raleigh, you're a a noted public figure, and of course, Maddie was uh, Sheriff Simon Lee's granddaughter. And, and so how does that layer in, Julie, how does that layer into treatment when, when your name is Lease in this community? And Steve Raleigh is is on the air for the last, I don't know, 25 years, the top meteorologist in town. And is there a sense of, oh, my gosh, we have failed the family, something like that? Oh, we felt, we absolutely felt that. And I think for the first year, we didn't even tell anybody. We kept it very Yep. internal and 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 we we asked the question what didn't we do what should what what what's missing here as a parent we looked but then as we saw maddie you know that the the trauma the just the we needed help and it, it, it is a, like it's a chronic disease it's not something they can just turn off right. or there is no magic pill you know you think oh let's go to the doctor and order me that happy pill well it it doesn't happen when you have a you know, post-traumatic stress disorder that it, that's real. The anxiety, the depression, what you go through is real. The medications that they put you on, some of them have suicidal, you know, thoughts. You, that, that's a side effect. Right. Or right. The, the weight gain that causes more depression. It, it, is, it is a tough, tough chronic disease. And it, you know, being that family that has the name with my father as the sheriff, with Stephen, you know, as the weatherman, and it just shows you it crosses all boundaries, poor, you know, middle class, rich. It, it just, this is a disease that affects uh, every family has a story or has a, a, a knows a friend that has this disease and it doesn't go away. It just it doesn't go away. It's there and it just you have to battle it. And you had to have a community around you. That's where Maddie's house is there to continue building the healthy when you get out of rehab when you get out of psychiatric hospitalization we are there to catch you and continue building that road to healthy and you know right now steve raleigh there's thousands thousands in the tri-state individuals moms and dads and grandparents going through exactly the same thing but they don't have access to the media they don't have access to all the treatment that maddie maybe had access to and they're just average people i'm thinking my my more or less distant family member the name is unknown, and she's on the streets right now somewhere in OTR. She's about uh, yeah. 38 or 40 years old. She's been out there for 10 to 15 years. I recently saw a picture of her. It didn't even look like her, and I'm thinking, yeah. uh, I, I, I don't know. But instead of cursing the darkness, 
the Lees uh, and the Raleigh families lit a candle. Describe February 24th at Music Hall what's coming up. Yeah, sure will. Um, we are doing our second roast and toast. And as you mentioned, the great Marty Brenneman Hall of Famer is going to put himself on the hot seat. Um, so he is going to be sitting there with folks uh, like Bill Hemmer, uh, of course his son Tom, uh, Justice Joe Dieters, Doug Flynn, the ball player, Tracy Jones, the ball player. We've got uh, uh, Bob from Bob and Tom, Doc <laughs> Hollywood, Tim Kremchek, Dave Lapham's going to be there. Of course, my father-in-law, more noted as the Honorable Simon L. East Jr., Jeff Ruby is going to be there. Your compadre, our colleague Scott Sloan, will be there. So Sloaney's there. And Josh Sneed, the national comedian, will be there. And we had one last year for Simon Lease, and to say it was raucous with some debauchery and some uh, <laughs> just straight-up fun thrown in might be underselling the event. But uh, that's how we're raising some money to add an addition to Maddie's house. And what that addition is going to be is a multi-purpose gym. Because one of the great things that in life that helps folks who are staying in recovery and with mental health is physical activity. So we want to be able to have that addition to it. And more to the point, Julie, why don't you tell them what we're going to David and how we're doing it. Well, you know, my father served this city for 51 years as prosecuting attorney, common police court judge, and the sheriff. And you know there's not one thing named after him, not a street, not a wall, not a courtroom. So and um, he, he's very public about this. He's been diagnosed with stage 4 metastatic cancer. And we, he's fighting the fight, and he's a bulldog like the Marines are. Yep. So we are building a gym, and his honor, his favorite thing to do is go to the Cincinnati Athletic Club, right. open that place up at four in the morning and work out so it will be named after dad simon lee's wellness and fitness center and trying to raise the money we need about three million dollars to and we want to break ground hopefully this spring because you know while he's still on the earth that's my goal i want him to be able to put that shovel in the earth on our campus at maddie's house and and know that that structure is going to be built it's going to be standing to help Thousands and thousands of young adults that need need right. the help. Let me have the website. That goes, yeah, go ahead, Steve. Yes, mhmhcincy.org. Mh, so it's Maddie, you know, it's like Maddie's house, Cincy. It's Cincy with a Y, mhcincy.org. And Bill, one addition of that that is very special, Julie and I. Unfortunately, Madison didn't have a lot of success in life. It just didn't come her way. Um, we know she's in a better place. I think of it always as uh, Jacob Marley kind of losing all those chains of life. Yeah. And and the one success she had was on the basketball court. Uh, she mm -hmm. played for an Oak Hills Intramural League, and they won uh, um, uh, the championship of the league. And to say that she was proud of that trophy mm -hmm. would just be a big understatement again. So um, it's important to us to have that component because it's helpful to so many it uh, also honors, of course, uh, Simon Lease. And uh, so we hope everybody will go mhcincy.org and come join us for this great time at Music Hall and Marty Brenneman getting roasted. Wonderful. Uh, mhcincy with a Y.org. Got to run. But Steve and Julie, uh, instead of uh, cursing the darkness, both of you have lit a candle. 
this uh, need is tremendous in the tri-state, and I wish you nothing but the best. Oh, thank you, Bill. Thank you. You've been so great, Bill. Thank you so much. God bless you both. Thank you very much. All right, let's continue with more. If a line becomes available, 513-749-7000-MHCincy.org, Music Hall, February the 24th. Bill Cunningham, News Radio 700, WLW. You know, Seg, uh, you were talking yesterday about some girls' dance team won a big prize, a big award. What was that? Can you get him in here tomorrow, if at all? Uh, it was Kings. Well, he won the, uh, the, the championship. The Knights. They, they won the volleyball and the dance team with uh, headed up by Todd Curlis. Really? Well, I, I think his daughter's on the team or something like that. See if you can get him in so here I don't, I don't know. We'll see. See what you can do. What about the blockbuster today, Willie? The announcement this morning about a little before 8 o'clock across the pond, Lewis Hamilton leaving Mercedes For Ferrari. to go to Ferrari in that 2025. Mean? That is, like, mind-boggling to people. What? What about Verstappen? Is that the guy's name? Verstappen. Max Verstappen, what? the three-time world champion. He's staying with Red Bull. So he's still number three. But Lewis the, is two. But the earthquake is still reverberating around the motorsports world. I don't know much about that, by the way. Well, I mean, if you're a fan, you know what I'm talking about. We're all stupid, just about different things. Willie, the uh, Stooge Report is a proud service of your local Tempstar. Heating and air conditioning dealers. Tempstar. Tempstar. Quality you can feel in beautiful Milford, the home of one main gallery. Call Baker Heating right down the street at 513-831-5124. Sports! We also want to thank Ron's Roost Restaurant and Bar Willie, the world's greatest fried chicken and more. 3853 Race Road at 513-574-0222. Ronsroost.net on that thing called the World Wide Web. The Queen herself, Donna, brought down the uh, the better half of Ron, brought down the uh, our lunch today. We had uh, chicken, mashed potatoes, green beans. Uh, we had ribs. We had uh, pretzels. We had vegetable soup. We had everything on the menu. Ron, Ron Larkin just makes it all for us. I, I Release the chicken. Thank you. You should go there and not even eat the chicken. Eat everything else because it isn't just chicken. Correct. It's a bunch of stuff. And grilled get, cheese. And get a grilled cheeses on the menu. Get a get a grilled cheese. Uh, let's see. Willie, your Xavier uh, Musketeers knock off uh, Rick Pitino, St. John's uh, Red Storm last night, eighty-eight seventy-seven. Uh, the uh, Muskies rebound from that blowout loss Sunday at UConn. But West Virginia beats the Cincinnati Bearcats 69-65. The Cats had a 10-point lead late and lose it in the last six and a half minutes. Not good. Get more tonight on that game and more. West Miller Show live from the original Montgomery Inn. Starting at 8.05 after Sports Talk here on 700 WLW. Not good. Florida upset Kentucky at Rupp Arena in OT 94-91. So they're not, Big Blue Nation is apparently not happy. And NKU's not doing well either. Well, they're, I think they're one game but over Xavier 500. lost by what, 40, 43 points? Oh, that was a, then oh, come back and could have been worse. Rick Pitino. Correct. Pretty good. Uh, let's see. Uh, Seattle Seahawks are going to hire a Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. And the Washington Commanders today, now every opening is set. Uh, the Washington Commanders are going to hire Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn as their new head coach taking over for Ron Rivera. 
So all the positions are filled and no Belichick. Correct. Well, Bill supposedly is going to coach the Dallas Cowboys next year. Well, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. 13 days until Reds pitchers and catchers report. Are you sure? 13 yes. days. And uh, four weeks from sat this Saturday, Cactus League baseball opener against the Guardians. Of course, it's the Guardians. Correct. Well, and 57 days till they play Nick Senzel and the Washington Nationals on opening day at GABP. Are you getting your speech ready? Well, I may do a switch, Rooney. I'm thinking about not predicting the Reds are going to win everything to cause it to occur. Because recently, well, don't won't won't that throw the tri-state into a frenzy? Well, for the last 33 years since you, uh, you, 1990, I predicted. One thing. Right. And it hasn't happened yet. That's for sure. So I'm thinking about going the opposite way. I talked to Karen Kraft about this with the Reds, Executive VP. Okay. She, I've got her permission to go ahead and pick some other team to win the World Series this year using that old reverse psychology. You know what I'm saying? I see what you mean. So so if you pick Otani... And that $8 trillion billion worth of humanity Dodgers. on a baseball team called the Dodgers, you're going to say Dodgers are going to win it. Right. Then all of a sudden the Reds sneak in. sneak in. David Bell's got the ring. We got the money. We got everything. Thank you. Then I can take credit by yeah, doing the old point. switcheroonie. That's mental telepathy. That'd be shocking. That's not a bad approach. I did beat the Buffalo Bills to pick them to beat the Chiefs. How'd that work out? I did no pick, wonder Sloney's been sick. I did pick the Lions to beat up and go to the NFC, uh, go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> How'd that work out? Not good. The 49ers. In fact, in this matchup. Not, so who are you going to pick now, the Chiefs or the Niners? You're going to go with Tay-Tay or the battle with or, or by the Bay? I can pick neither, but I'm going to take the Chiefs Okay. because of Taylor Swift. And I asked this question yesterday. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Eddie Fingers. Here was the question. Okay. He's forgotten more about music than you and I and The Rock know. Correct. Does she belong on the Mount Rushmore of American music? Because I said to Eddie, tell me the act or the singer today that could go to any continent, including Antarctica, and have three or four live performances back to back to back sell out 100,000 in every performance right? and the customers are begging for more. Well, they are, they added a, a second concert here, right? Yes. Yeah. And they could have, well, there was a talk about adding a third and that she would have sold out the oh. 70,000. Oh. Are you Give me the name of the act today that could go to Argentina, Yugoslavia, Japan, China, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and the Mexico. And the subcontinent. Anywhere and sell it out as for days and weeks. What don't tell me the Rolling Stones, those guys ought to quit. They're in their yeah. 80s, for God's sake. What about Metallica? What about uh, no, 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 no. Uh, what about Lady Gaga? Could she sell out Paycor like two, three, four? Who, Lady Gaga, yeah, no, no, uh, so pretty close. I, I bet I'm saying I'm not sure no. anybody could, right? The Beatles in their prime sold out Cincinnati Gardens and Crosley Field. Which was like three quarters full. Right. In their prime. In the rain. In the rain. And that yeah. was postponed when St. Louis came back. Dusty Roads and the Thanks to Dusty Roads and the King. But right now, Taylor Swift. 
She has the most downloads, the most record sales, the most right. ticket sales in music history. And she's and she has uh, brought three hundred and thirty-one million dollars into the coffers of the National Football, Football League. League. You take the biggest brand in the world, right? NFL, yeah. with the biggest musical act of all time together, I, right? I think what she after this year, she she ought to do the halftime show from now until she's eighty five years old, if and she people pops still out, go nuts. Uh, the assembled multitude in a demand in Vegas that she pops out of the oh, uh, stage, gotta be, and sing and dance with uh, Usher. I think I think in the, I think she's going to walk out on the field right before the national well, anthem oh. and push Reba out of the way. She's singing the anthem, and then at halftime. They're going to, I don't know if she'll pop out of a cake or not, but she'll be there. She's going to say, I got this. Bingo. Say, hush, sit down, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. And I spoke to Wayne Allen Root in Vegas. He tells me this. Yeah. He has heard that if the Chiefs win the Lombardi Trophy. Oh, boy. That as the confetti is coming down. Uh Uh-oh. And they're on stage, I guess, with who? Jim Nance? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. And then hopefully one, won't yeah. Travis Kelsey will get down on one knee. No. On national TV. Right there in front right of Tay Tay. Tay Tay and say, Will you marry me? The world will now, come to an end. If that happens, that's it. They will levitate Bingo. above the crowd. Right. And I'm thinking Israel uh, and Hamas uh, uh, will uh, become friends. I, I nobody I, will be shooting each other for the rest of their lives. What if that happens? That I'm just saying. They're both 34. They both want to get well, married to somebody. He'll, he'll announce his retirement, and I'm then done. I'll be her road manager. I think he got the. I guess I guess he got the ring from uh, Genesis Diamonds. Not sure where he got it from, but I will tell you that right now we're watching something How about that rock that can never be that, rep- she, in nowhere. She, you think she'll wear like a shit? Think that uh, ring will be like a boulder on her hand? It'll be a block of home city ice. Oh. A block. Oh. And she won't be able to lift her hand. Thank you. He's only worth 150 million, which means she wants a prenup. What she? What's she worth? Billion. She wants a prenup. She's and, she's as worth as she's as worth as much as the Baltimore Orioles are worth 1.7 billion dollars. That's ridiculous. That they just they they, they just got sold to an equity fund. That's ridiculous. I, I don't get it. I don't know what the Reds are worth. Two. And the other thing, she's been at this for 15 years. Right. Remember her with Tim McGraw? Yeah. She sang. And that's 15 yeah. years like, ago. Who's that? And now, all, now look. According to the sheriff, 1.19, but I think it's worth more now. Well. Bob Castellini is spending hundreds of millions of dollars. He told his staff, look, before I leave this earth, I want to be a title. World Series champion. Bingo. Not bad. Oh, what do you think? It's worth what somebody will pay for it. Correct. And Bob Castellini, all in. That's for sure. Now, one other thing. Yeah. You were talking about uh, Trevor Bauer. Do you know his ERA was an eight and that he was demoted to the minors? You mean in Japan? Correct. I didn't know they had a minor league in Japan. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but uh, I read online that an Trevor eight. Bauer... Has yeah. been dem- so. You're- well, you know what though? Somebody, some some major league team here will pay him like eight hundred million dollars to pitch. No, they will not because. But he's it won't 30, be here. Thirty three. Right. And an eight. Not going to bring that baggage here. 
to the Queen Japanese City. Japanese hitters Bingo. are lighting him up. What Oof. would the Dodgers hitters do? What would my, anybody do? My point is, you can forget about Trevor Bauer coming back to Major League Bay. If he had, uh, if he had like a a one two or ERA, oh, maybe they'd, they'd be lined up at his door. What about an eight and demoted in Japan with a deal? Deal. I'm just saying, you better uh, quit pounding that drum. I'm not. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. Well, he's not coming here. I know that they got enough pitching here. Uh, you know. David Bell's got more pitchers than infielders, I think. Ladolo probably can't even get a spot. Well, he's probably going to come out of the pen. But that's what spring training is for, Willie. You know this is competition. You got to depend. You got to see what's going on. Anything else in sports? But just think about Tay Tay, Super Bowl. Oh. My, oh. On the other hand, if, if that happens, Jim Nance will pass out. He'll have to miss the Masters because he's not feeling well, and the world will come to an end. If Travis Kelsey goes on one knee and asks Tay-Tay, will you marry me? What if she says no? Then she'll endorse uh, Joe Biden as president of the United States. Hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Got a, got a text here from Wally. He got a report out of uh, <laughs> Las Vegas. They have a suite of rooms and there could be an Elvis Presley officiated wedding. In Vegas, right there at the Ve- at the Elvis Chapel. That's what Wally says. Going to go from wow. the field itself to the wedding chapel, the Big E laying down the law. Can you see Elvis marrying? Mary, oh, Taylor Swift. That'd be big. Trevor. That would be big. What? Oh, are we what? It, it's. I, I don't know what to well, say. Whether, whether they lose, they break up. Yes. Oh, it's all on Kansas City. And they're the dog by like one or two points. Right. But I, I'm, I'm picking Kansas City like I picked Buffalo, oh. like I always picked the Reds, like I picked Detroit to beat the 49ers. How'd that work out? Over. And I picked Xavier to beat Connecticut. How'd that look? Again, over. And I beat I picked UC to beat West Virginia. How's that look? <clears throat> and I picked Kentucky to beat Florida. How'd no, that look? Double L. Just saying. But if that happens... Oh, and then they go to Elvis and get married. Well, I mean, there won't be enough cameras. It'll be like uh, Zuckerberg testifying before the Congress when he apologized. You know, they could be married by the king on the plane back to Tokyo because yeah. she's going to be here in time. Just barely. Well, Got she'll be here. Blackbird I, guarantee one, I guarantee you one thing. The National Football League is going to say... Hold up on that car for a few minutes, wise gentlemen. We got a marriage. Just hold on a minute. Just hold hold on a minute. We got, as as they said the other day, we have an administrative timeout. Whatever that means. What is that? I they, that's what they said on team. Jim Nance said. See we got my a, strategy and, about picking the right. Race, not I see to what win. you mean. Yeah, it's good because uh, you uh, reverse good. psychology. Very good. Nice segment. Get me out of the Stooge Report. Coming up next is your friend Jesse Brewer uh-huh. from Boone County. Okay, about how Boone County. Residents and leaders. The home of the rebels. Process what's happening in downtown Cincinnati. And by the way, the magistrate who uh, locked up those two uh, gang members was uh, Magistrate Kim Burke. Female Kim Burke, as you know, was the drug court czar in Hamilton County for a long time. Maybe they got the message to enforce the law. Because the cops are extremely unhappy. When the, Not good. When the, those they arrest get out before they complete the paperwork. 
then flip a bird at the cops like those immigrants did in New York. Nice. Did you see that photo? Well, I guess they got uh, I guess they got those perpetrators in uh, in New York City to beat those cops up, right? But they released no bond. Let them go. And then when they walked out, one of them gave the one finger salute to the cameraman. I would jettison that guy into Hudson River. We're in trouble. Segment, get me out of the Stooge Report, please. Willie, it was on this day, February 1st, 1944. February 1st, 1944? Initial planning for the landings at D-Day began by the United States and the Allies very secret. It was secret. Correct. Because as you know, they were going to go to Normandy, but they told the Germans were going to Calais. 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 Right. Tricked them. Bingo. And when it began, the Germans did not think it was a real invasion. They're waiting for the invasion at Calais, about 40 miles north. Correct. They didn't bring the Atlantic Wall down as much. Yeah. Thank God. Yep. Nazis are evil. Segman, get me out of the Stooge Report. Just did. You did? Yeah. Let's continue. Thanks for listening. And what about the immortal words of the Stooge Report? You didn't give me Willie, also... What's that planet we see outside sunshine today? What is that? What is that? The sun? I think it is. I haven't seen that thing since July of last year. Should have asked Steve Raleigh about that. Or Jennifer Ketchmark. I like Or Frankie M. Or the chin. I like Frankie. We leave you with the immortal words of the Stooge Report. It's been seven years coming, baby. (laughs) I learned one thing since I've been here. You got to fight for your right. He's partying right now. Oh. But if that happens a week from Sunday, oh, the world ends it. as we know it. Bingo. Let's continue with more. We never stop. We simply continue. On News Radio 700 WLW. <laughs> Encore Technologies provides IT solutions for a data centered world with a suite of services from mobile computing to desktop to data center. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As to how it's, the crime here is being viewed by those who live in the so-called suburbs. And uh, when you do statistically, there's about 2.2 million Americans who live in the metro, which is four or five counties in northern Kentucky, three in Indiana, and about 10 in uh, southwest Ohio. And uh, about 35% of my listenership is in northern Kentucky and Indiana outside of the city of Cincinnati and Hamilton County. And so when things happen in Cincinnati, the media is here, so to speak. It's broadcasted throughout the tri-state area. And many times those living in Boone County or Kenton County or a Middletown have a different perspective as to what's happening and the impact that it has. And we do know that uh, of the 2.2 million people that live in the tri-state, uh, only about 300,000 are in the city of Cincinnati, which means 1.9 out of 2.2 million do not live in the city of Cincinnati but are impacted by what occurs here. This is the heart that uh, beats the tri-state, the city of Cincinnati. And when there's a problem in River City, uh, it, uh, it tends to impact citizens who live, for example, in Boone County. Joining you and I now is Jesse Brewer, who's a commissioner in Boone County. 
And Jesse, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And when when you live in Boone County, you're safe and secure. You're distant. What what do you, uh, as a public official in Boone County, what do you see? How do you process what's happening in the city of Cincinnati? And whether you want to come downtown anytime soon? You know that's 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 a very valid point. It's a question that I talk about a lot. You know, me right now, I'm comfortable going downtown, but I'm not sure if I want to take my wife and kids downtown. And that's a shame because there's a lot of, you know, things to do and see and eat and, and things to offer. And I know the city depends on that. You know, I just read recently Fifth Third is uh, bringing back a bunch of jobs downtown, yep. uh, I guess, to help, you know, with the economy down there. And, and this type of the, uh, stuff impacts the economy and businesses and shopkeepers. I mean, I feel awful for the victims, you know, wh- whether it's random or even known. I mean, human life is precious no matter who it is or what it is, and, and it's a shame to see that happen, the senseless violence in life. And, you know, we, we got to empower our police and our, our courts and our judges, you know. I mean, the problem with crime is if someone really wants to do something, they're going to do it. Our biggest protection is the deterrent of the repercussions, and when we don't back our law enforcement and our judges and things of that nature and what what's the what's what's the recourse what's what why not you, you know do do that and it's, it's it's scary to watch um you know i know ohio and kentucky are are concealed care or, or constitutional carry states now and people do take defense classes and arm and equip themselves but there's only so much preparation you can do you know everyone's you know mike tyson said it best everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face willie and yeah and people, when if it happens, you don't know how you're going to react because most people in their lifetimes have never been involved in a situation like that, and hopefully never will be. Yeah. But but the fear of it, the anxiety, the anticipation, and the fact that it could happen, it's going to scare a lot of people off, and it rightfully should. Yeah. Ba- um, basically, Cincinnati has a, Cincinnati has a few things that Boone County and uh, and and uh, Kenton County doesn't have, which is the Reds, the Bengals, and FC. And I think many people feel comfortable Correct. going to a Reds game or a Bengals game or going to a soccer, but then they quickly leave. And the problem is businesses Correct. have got to survive. And the difficulty here is that when judges are empowered, but when you have a judge in a system in juvenile court, Judge Kerry Bloom believes in uh, things like conflict resolution and restorative justice. And she's written uh, about the fact that you can't rely upon eyewitness testimony. And you can't rely upon videotape because it could be a different angle. So you look for reasons to find the juvenile not responsible. And uh, George Floyd riots caused the election of Judge Carrie Bloom because she spent little money. She came out of the public defender's office. And she, uh, I was told she was shocked that she won. So she took over a juvenile court system that was pretty damn good because Melissa Powers was there and John Williams was there and Judge Sylvia C.V. Hendon was there and Judge Schwartz was there and Judge Grossman was there. It was a pretty good system, but she has an attitude now that was expressed by community activists that the the kids are not responsible for their criminal acts. They are victims of a larger society, uh, whether it's white supremacy, whether it's white, uh, whether it's white privilege. Uh, they want to that she's instituted something called restorative justice and social justice and conflict resolution and that means jesse brewer that when assaults take place uh first of all get the kid back on the street secondly see if the child will meet with the victims and see if we can talk to each other to get them to uh not to beat somebody up and treat their head like a soccer ball on government square kicking it around 
And that was not the attitude until very recently in Hamilton County. So you play this forward and say, okay, when community activists like Iris Rowley and others say the kids are not responsible. Now, the 17-year-old boy who's wilding in the streets of downtown Cincinnati, that, that 17-year-old boy, six foot two, 210 pounds, is not responsible for what he's done. How do you process right. that? You know, I have a hard time processing that. And I've got three sons uh, myself, the oldest being 21. Then I have a soon-to-be 19-year-old and a 16-year-old. And, you know, just look, watching them grow up, you know, my 21-year-old son, you know, he was he was six foot two in the eighth grade. <laughs> you know, he was a, he's a man. He's bigger than me. And um, if he was, to, you know, exert that kind of force as a man could exert, he needs to be responsible. Yeah. You know, unfortunately... Not every kid is dealt an even playing deck with their upbringing, and, and I and I recognize that there's a lot of differences in our own community with that, and that impacts a lot of things. You know, lack of parental support or a lack of uh, support from a caring adult or family member has a lot, big negative impact on on kids. And why I sympathize with that and understand that I want to help that, that's not a free pass to hurt somebody else because. They they they're just there, and they did have a better upbringing. No right from wrong. That's not the answer. We can't just excuse the behavior. Unfortunately, is, do we need to get treatment and counseling and therapy? Absolutely, but we and, and I don't I don't want to lock kids up unnecessarily or anyone up unnecessarily. But sometimes we have to do what we have to do to protect others, and that's just the way it is. And Jesse Brewer, um, I'm watching this vicious assault in New York City two nights ago. Uh, two in uniform NYPD, the finest officers, show up for some sort of fight happening on a sidewalk out in front of the Roosevelt Hotel, which is 450 rooms, all paid for by the taxpayer, all occupied by migrants that are destroying the rooms. And they show up to uh, uh, monitor a fight going on. And suddenly the seven or eight illegal immigrants launched themselves on these NYPD officers and beat the crap out of them. And then more cops showed up, and they were finally arrested. And all six who were beating up on the cops were given an OR bond and walked out of the uh, walked out of the jail within four hours, flipping the bird to the news media. And, and that That's is similar horrible. to what's happening in Cincinnati, where those responsible for the Sixth Street assault were given OR bond or no bond and told to leave, just to walk out the front door. What happened on uh, now? There's been two more arrests taking place on the Government Square situation. And they're being held, I, I think. But if this same event took place in Boone County, what would occur to the juveniles in Boone County? Well, they would be detained. Um, they would not. I would. I'd like to thank you know we have a really good we have a really good uh, set of judges, good Commonwealth pr prosecutor Lewis Kelly. We have we have a good county attorney with the misdemeanor stuff, Jordan Turner. And I don't think they would stand for something like that. I know they wouldn't stand. I know them both personally. And I know they would be really tough on that and do everything they can. Would they sympathize and want to get the juvenile help? Well, sure. Because yeah. obviously there's something going on. But they're not going to stand for it. Let's just cut them loose and hope they come back and hold hands around the table and hug each other. I mean, that's no. not the case here. We're, we're beyond that. And then, you know, we have a little bit different view in Kentucky on crime. You know, right now in our legislature... Uh, there's a House bill called House Bill 5, which is called the Safer Kentucky Act. And it passed overwhelmingly in the House of uh, the, the House of Representatives, and it's over in the Senate right now. And it's a pretty tough crime-sweeping bill. Yeah. Um, lots of penalties for, like, like similar to, like, a three-strike rule, um, 
charge stick strict stricter charges for fentanyl. Uh, they're really enhancing shopkeepers' privileges and rights, which you know the shopkeeper to protect themselves to get some criminal immunity if they're you know the victim of a crime. They can actually stand up and protect stand and protect what's theirs. Right. And that's the kind of mentality we have over here in Kentucky for the most part. You have your exceptions, and when you go to larger metropolitan like Louisville, they view things a little differently, obviously. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Generally, as a rule of thumb, Kentuckians don't tolerate that kind of behavior, and, and as, we, as we shouldn't. you yeah. know. And that's why yeah. we're hesitant to cross the river. You know, all the jokes about uh, people afraid to cross the river going to the downtown, they don't want to drive across the river to Cincinnati from Kentucky and vice versa, but... I mean, who can blame them when when you turn? I mean, when you turn on the news and you're always seeing a beating, a, what what appears to be a senseless beating. You know that we don't know if it's connected or whatever. But just when you're watching the news, why am I going to go downtown and spend my money down there and look, walk around and hope I don't get hit or robbed when I can just stay over here and feel a lot safer? And people are going to go where they feel safe. Uh, it's unfortunate for everybody involved, from the victim to the business owners to the, the the police, I mean, the police over there, they do a heck mm. of a job, but their hands are tied in certain things that they can and can't do. You know, what you happened know, in this case is that the head, of, the head of the union, Ken Kober, said that uh, the the uh, juveniles were released by Judge Kerry Bloom before their paperwork was done. In other words, uh, yeah. it was a situation where, and they're saying th these guys are out already, and they treated someone's head like a soccer ball and, and got uh, no bond or a... Uh, easy bond you can make and they were literally out back on the streets before the paperwork was done and it's like well we can't have that That's now crazy. secondly you got the medical marijuana situation in kentucky i know uh i know uh, the prosecutor of kenton county Ken, uh, sanders is not too happy about the marijuana from ohio coming into kentucky vice versa but where do you stand on medical marijuana in kentucky well, the medical marijuana passed uh, last year in Kentucky, but it won't go effect until January of 2025. And there's a lot of uh, strings with it. There's a lot of exclusions, like you know, you know, used people make jokes when medical marijuana first started getting passed that you go to the doctor with a with a headache or this or that and the other, and they give it to you. But mm -hmm. from the way the law reads, it's pretty strict, like muscle spasms nausea, post-traumatic stress disorder, things like that, you can't get a medical marijuana card for. You have to have stage four cancer or beyond to get a medical marijuana card in Kentucky with the current legislation. I'm not a medical expert, and I've never lived in a state with marijuana, so but to see how it plays out. But I think the way the law was written, at least from a Kentucky perspective, there's a lot of safeguards against abuse, yeah. assuming everyone follows the rules and does what they're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, Kentucky borders, I know Illinois has recreational marijuana, and which borders us in the West. And obviously Ohio, you know, you're watching news with that. So now and borders us in the North. So it's becoming, you're, you're seeing it more and more pop up. And it's, it's going to be tough to keep it out if right. you want to keep it out. So right. do you do you try to keep it out or do you try to make it as safe as possible? And that's the conundrum you're faced with, right? Yep. You know, you, you, you hear everything about these fentanyl overdoses and everything else. Well, the argument for pro marijuana is, well, you control the, the quality and the health grade and you don't have the fentanyl overdoses with it, which relieves death and human life uh, loss and also relieves strain in the medical system. If you get someone that becomes addicted to fentanyl because they're buying marijuana from God knows where. I'm not saying that's a good reason to pass it. It's just something to be considered. Uh, this year, 
uh, one of the Northern Kentucky State reps, uh, Rachel Roberts, she's over in uh, Campbell County, she filed House Bill 420, if you can appreciate that irony, for uh, recreational marijuana use. Now, I don't know if that's going to get legs or go anywhere. I know it's in committees, but it's been filed. And, and the talks are being had. Um, you know, there's, what, 25, 30 states that have already passed some form of marijuana legislation. So it's not a – I think it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Uh, it's coming to a city near you is my is how it just seems to be trending. Yep, you know, and, and the other the thing – The 1920s was, were – Right, go ahead. Go, the 1920s was modern day was, – was prohibition for alcohol. It was every, It was illegal – but everyone did it. It was socially acceptable to a lot of folks. Not everybody, but it happened. It was rampant. And and the argument now is the 2020s is modern day prohibition against marijuana. And as a big belief that the federal government is going to come in one day and, and, and pass legislation if they can never figure out how to quit arguing with each other, I guess. That's impossible. Who knows? That's impossible. But, but at this point... Uh, medical marijuana is going to become a reality in Kentucky starting next year, and then the expansion thereof will probably happen thereafter. I didn't think uh, in Kentucky there would ever be casino-type gambling because of all the objections. And you have the racinos now, right. which is a step in that progress. Yes. You know, and yes. and, and whether, you, whether you indulge in it or not, that's a different conversation. You know, that's, that's your choice. It's not like you're going to be forced at gunpoint to go to the casino and put your money in there. Um you know, the, the argument for the tax revenue and whatnot is there. So, you know, that's uh, uh, there's a lot of strong arguments on both sides of those issues. But if it's coming in everywhere around you, yep. you want to have it here where you can control, uh, 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 not control the bit, where you can set boundaries that are acceptable for your community, or do you want them going somewhere else and and, and being subject to different rules and regulations? And so... Those are our, both pro and con arguments on all those issues, well, you know, but I do think I've always said Kentucky would be one of the last. And you know, Mark Twain said, when the world ends, come to Kentucky. We're seven years behind. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you got a lot of that going on, too. But I, I, I don't think the recreational marijuana from just my pulse on being a Kentuckian is going to go anywhere now. But the fact that the conversation's being had you know, that tells me the times are shifting and it's not an if, it's a when. And and, and I think it's, if you, whatever side of the issue you're on, you probably realize that. Jesse Brewer, thanks for coming on. I want to get a suburbanite's perspective. You don't consider yourself a suburbanite. You're in hog heaven right there in Boone County and you can avoid the city of Cincinnati. But uh, there's so many other <laughs> things you can do in northern Kentucky or in the Westchester area, Mason, that you can simply don't have to come downtown. And, and it is, it, this is not systemic. What it is is one or two judges in juvenile court have a restorative justice viewpoint, and they're imposing that upon us, which has not happened before. And we'll continue the communication. Jesse Brewer, once again, thank you for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. When I get old and gray, I may want to move to Boone County. Willie, we'd love to have you, buddy. We'd love to have you. God bless America. <laughs> Jesse Brewer, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, let's continue with more. If a line becomes available, 513-749-7000. The fight continues at your home of the Reds and the Bengals and FC and so much more. News Radio 700 WLW. I'm Core Technology. And I have been fortunate and blessed to, during the course of being vice president have many situations where it becomes clear to me that there are you know people of every age and, and gender by the way who see something about being the first that lets them know they don't need to be 
um, limited by other people's limited um, understanding of who can do what. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Hello. 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 <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Oh, boy, you bonehead. Oh, my God. And I have been fortunate and blessed to, during the course of being vice president, have many situations where it becomes clear to me that there are, you know, people of every age and, and gender, by the way, who see something about being the first that lets them know they don't need to be um, limited by other people's limited um, understanding of who can do what. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? It's indecipherable. What the world was that? Off the air. It's your new president, that? Seg. That's our new We're president. We're not careful. What did he say, Harry? What did he say? Are we in, we said off the air. That? I said, when you walked in, what did I say? We're in trouble. And I say it every day I walk in. But we're in trouble. We're in trouble because... We have criminals in New York City caught on camera. On camera. It's not like a he said, she said, beating up cops. Let them out, no bond, and they get double bird the cameras and everybody on the way out. As if to no say, bond. yeah, what are you going to do? The answer is nothing. Now, one cop is in... Uh, hospital with traumatic brain injury his head was treated like a soccer ball and kicked by illegal immigrants and he's flipping the bird as he comes out with his smiling snickering snickering laughing and you know pick him up right that point ship him back he's from i think honduras and said you're out of here Go you let him swim back swim I, I i'm shocked that that's the policy that joe biden and kamala harris and the lie told by your friends in the media rocky that we need the congress to give me the power and give me money did Trump have the Congress give him money to no. issue executive orders? No. He said, shut it down, stay in Mexico, no more parole, the border. And all wall. that could be done tomorrow, like that. There's nothing stopping Joe Biden from doing that. Nothing stopping him from reinstituting the Remain in Mexico policy, which clearly worked, clearly worked. And also the, the compromise is 5,000 immigrants a day. 5,000. That, that, that is an extraordinary amount compared to like three or four years ago. That's 1, a ton. A couple million a year, right? What Jay Johnson said, he was... There's nothing security. in there for the wall. That is the biggest sham ever being peddled by the media is that, that Donald Trump wants to use this as something to run on. No. Absolutely not. Build the wall. The pipe... The, the, the walls are there. Pick them up and he was won't there like, like 19 or 20 something unfinished sections? Yeah. Finish just, those. Finish them. But If that's in the bill, then, then we go for it. You don't need Johnson to say... You don't need Johnson to say, okay, here's the money. Trump did it without money, and it worked. Do you think it's getting through to the average citizen? I don't. I don't. Well, if you, if you look at polls, which you know, usually people that take polls are somewhat engaged in the media. That's the number one issue in the country right now. The number one thing on the hearts and minds of people is the chaos at the southern border. And that's so, only part of the problems we have today. There are at least ten thousand Chinese male nationals inside of our country, and you listen to Christopher Ray yesterday say. That the Chinese have the ability to destroy American society right now because of cyber problems. Shut down the internet, turn off all the electricity, have no water, no food, cell phone service is dead. That's what the FBI director said. How big a story Didn't was Let me say that? something to the effect of the amount of agents they have compared to ours is 50 to 1. 50 to 1 in cybersecurity. He said right now, by sundown today, we would have no electricity, we'd have no traffic lights, we'd have no ability to use a phone, we'd have no water. And they can do that tonight to us. What's stopping them? That's a bigger question. Well, if when they invade Taiwan 
and they turn on and put us out of business for months or years. <laughs> get, get your rations ready, Seg. Uh, I'll be up in the pod underneath the transmitter. I'm going, you got to be Rachel. kidding me. You got to I'll take Rachel. I mean, yeah. That's a different. Jen Motley. Jen Motley, yeah. Like maybe. But that's a different story. Don't you understand that we're, what, how, what is <laughs> we're your wife trouble. and your three kids? Well, what do you do? You have no electricity. You have no communication. You have no power. And then they blow up 10,000 bridges. Brent Spence Bridge blown up. Uh, 275 bridge gone. All over the country. And Biden allowed that to happen. And well, We got to do something. Well, we need the Speaker of the House to give me the money. Trump no, didn't need the money. don't. But th- does the media report that? No, absolutely not. No. It's the biggest lie being peddled by the media today. Is that Which he one? wants to use that as a well, yeah? But he wants to use that as an issue to run on. No, because what he knows is that if he does go along with it, he'll get a pra- a bunch of praise will get put on Biden for doing what is essentially absolutely nothing. So yeah, of course I wouldn't want to be for something like that. Half measures, and Biden doesn't know what's going on. Zero. Those around him, the Marxist leftovers from the Biden administration. Uh, from the Obama administration, they're the ones making decisions. Because Joe Biden doesn't read. He can't read a teleprompter, much less a, a presidential daily briefing. He's not reading that. Did, did you see the latest with uh, James O'Keefe and the Project Veritas? Yeah, or yeah, he has the uh, cybersecurity chief on on, uh, on camera, Charlie Krager. Essentially said, everyone in the administration knows Biden is severely mentally diminished. Can you imagine? And they want to get rid of Kamala Harris, but they can't. They for, can't. You know, well, Michelle reasons. Obama solves that problem. But he said that Michelle Obama has absolutely zero interest. I don't in blame her. Exactly. But we have a president who's mentally and physically incompetent, not being the president. But the media wants to, if it isn't Trump, sex, or race, there's no story in the country. It doesn't exist. Do you it's, think the pendulum's swinging back? Though? Do you think the average person, even if they're not that connected to the media and what's going on, is like, eh, this is this is BS. This is. I, I feel like it is. I, I, I feel like that. I feel like the. The attitude towards illegal immigration has totally swung. People are like, Look at these cities, they, they can't handle any of these people. And then all the sanctuary cities that claim to love this stuff, the minute, which I couldn't love anymore, when Abbott, the, the Texas governor, sends the, the migrants to like Martha's Vineyard or Chicago or New York City, and then they say they don't want, I mean, it's, it's the you most beautiful them. thing in the world. You said are. you want them, here they are. And that's the tip. What, I mean, what if it warms my heart? What if it goes happens. 10 times those numbers? In other words, in the next few years, if if uh, Michelle Obama, Barack Hussein Obama's, uh, uh, whoever takes over, and uh, if Trump loses, guess what? What we're seeing now is just the beginning. This doesn't end when you have 50,000 illegal immigrants in Denver and the hospital systems are shutting down. School system. School system is shutting down. And that's the tip of the iceberg. It's going to get worse. And, I, and say, I just pray I'm in fighting shape when it all goes down. Pray I'm in fighting shape. Say, give me some sports. I'm getting depressed. Willie, the Stooge Report is a proud service of your local Tempstar. Heating and air conditioning dealers. Tempstar. Quality you can feel in beautiful Western Hills. Call Durbin Heating and Cooling. 513-598-8449. Or go to DurbanHeatingAndCooling.com. Sports! Those uh, Xavier Musketeers win last night, Willie, at the Centos Center. Bearcats lose in Morgantown. To the Mountaineers. Continue. And Florida upsets Kentucky at Rupp Arena. The BBN is not happy. Brock, you may be there when I make my great speech on Red's opening day. I'm going to use reverse psychology. 
I picked the Reds since 1991 in all my speeches to win it all. Correct. I then took, of course, them. Detroit Lions to beat San Francisco. How'd that work out? Not good. I picked Buffalo to beat Kansas City. How'd that work out? Seg? Not good. I picked, of course, UC to win at West Virginia. I picked Xavier to beat Connecticut. I beat Well, Kentucky. Sloney was right. The other day when he called in, when he was coming back from the divisional game, he drunk. was saying... Drunk. Drunk. <laughs> he, he said that... You are to blame because every time you jump on the bandwagon and support a team and predict glory, the opposite happens. So how about this? What if I pick the Dodgers to win the World Series? Pick the Dodgers to win the World Series, the Reds to finish last. Last. And I think another thing would help, just a little advice, if you actually finish your pregame speech before... Reds opening day because last I'm, three I'm years no, but the last three but years you've only, cut, you've, you've only got, got to 1976. Off. Well, cut some of it out. We haven't even got to the 1990 series. Thank you. I picked them to win the World Series wire to wire that year. How'd that work out? Pretty good, but since then, that, I mean, that was a long time ago. I've been right I was for the first time in 40 years. I was 10. It's 34 years ago. Seg, it's been 34 years. I've been. That's wrong. what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, the Washington Commanders. Have hired Dallas this? Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn as their new head coach. Great deep trend, certainly. Who wins the Super Bowl next year or this year? This year. Well, I got a story for you here. I need Hold a story. Something about Taylor I Swift. Like to deal with facts. Hey, you guys don't Does like he know that it could happen? Yeah, he, so, according to this, this is all you guys need to know. Lunar patterns. Okay. The moon. So the, moon? the so on the day the Super Bowl will be had. The uh, moon is what is is in what is called waxing crescent, okay? And since 2019, when the Chiefs have played a football game, when the moon is in waxing crescent, they're 19-1. and one. There we go. So there Plus you go. go. That's okay. all you need to know. You get a sounds point like, or two, right? Sounds like you do something at home. But what? how about this from Las Vegas? Good friend about of mine, this? Wayne Allen Root. You ready? I like him. This is the, He's a little liberal for me, but <laughs> here's the story. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, on stage as the confetti's coming down, I guess Jim, Jim Nance, Nance, you're going to have Travis Kelsey get down on one knee and pull out a rock the size of a home city ice block. <laughs> and Tay-Tay will accept the uh, proposal by Travis Kelsey. They're going to be a limo going to a chapel. And El- Elvis. Elvis. Elvis is a... Himself. Himself. He's coming the back. real one. The He's real coming one. back. He's he gonna, might actually come back from the dead for that event. He's e. going to marry e. Travis and Tay-Tay about 11 o'clock that night, and the world will then end as we know it. Is that, it would okay. end as we know. Exactly. That, that that, that's when the Chinese, as you discussed earlier, shut open down. the button, when they're coming press in. it, and that's it. If that ha- if she appears on stage with Usher, oh. and because I-, I heard one commentator say that's racial because it is Usher's moment to shine. So why would Taylor Swift, because of white supremacy and white privilege, take the place of Usher? I said, don't take his place. Just pop out of the stage and do a little bit Sing of a half do a song and that's half it. Half a song and then go back down. Place to go crazy. At that point, every female from oh. the age of thirteen to oh. thirty-three will just melt, melt. on the spot. What Just happens if he... Their heads to, will explode. What if and they get engaged it. on the platform of the confetti? What, what? That'd be tacky if he did that. But the world oh, ends. Who cares? Okay, there's a Canadian sports book that has actual odds on that. What? Yeah. I, I told you that yesterday. What? Uh, odds like, of getting engaged? Yes. There's, there's, you can take a prop bet on Engagement? Will Taylor Swift get engaged to Travis Kelsey after the game. 
And the odds, of course, are not That's good. I forget a, what it is. A million to one. It's minus twenty two hundred to plus something. But. I'll put up a hundred bucks on that for twenty two hundred. Why don't each of us do it? Seg, you want to put up a hun? hun Why hun, not? Hun? Let's go. If that happens, oh my god! No. Oh. And women love this, don't they? How much money has uh, Taylor provided to the NFL? And three hundred and thirty-one point one million dollars. What? Yes. Just, just in advertising and Bingo. interest. Oh well, yeah, because the, the, just being seen. The casual to Correct. absent NFL fan who doesn't couldn't name oh. any of the NFL None. teams. Swifties. Knows who Taylor Swift is and thinks Travis Kelsey's cute, so they turn the game on for a minute. And Boom. I made this comment Ratings. earlier. Revenue. And I was taken a task by some for it. But in the history of American music, give me a band, an actor, a character for several years. Could go to any continent in the world and fill up stadiums day after day after day anywhere in the world, even Antarctica. The penguins are happy. The marching penguins like it. What other... And Dave talked about maybe Metallica in 1991 and ACDC. In there, there's prime, a couple. There's two or three, there was three decades where they were continent. selling out arenas all over the all over the world. Yes, but Rolling she's Stones. done it for ten to fifteen years, and she's going to keep doing it for ten or fifteen more years. She's going to have more record sales, more downloads, more more impressions than any one in the history of the world. Yeah, but there's also I mean, there's more people in the country now than there was. You in don't think Taylor Swift is on the Mount Rushmore? I know. I, I think she is. I, I'm agreeing with your argument that she is one of the the top of all time. The but goat is she the Tom Brady of music? Eddie yesterday, who knows everything about music, said she is not. Seg, what do you say? I mean, nobody knows music better than E. I had Frank Big Sinatra. Eddie, Eddie I had. I had uh, Elvis Presley. Elvis had Presley had a long career over spanned a couple of decades. Garth Brooks. Same thing. American music. And then uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Now, Michael, who do you take? Michael Jackson, that's... Who do you take off to put Tay-Tay? Take off Frank? Take Garth Brooks out. Yeah. Well, I, if you I, went to Japan and they asked 100 people who's Garth Brooks, I don't either. think they would know. But they would know Taylor Swift. How about La Paz? Uh, if you went to no. Taiwan, if you went to Taiwan, no. Bombay, India, people would know she who Taylor sell Swift out is. India. They would not know she, Garth She could Brooks. sell out Russia, China. 100%. And she's singing in English, and they don't understand they one word of it, and they think it's the greatest thing ever. But Garth Brooks is off the Mount Rushmore? For for Taylor, yes. Say, so give me some more sports. That's about it, Willie. Yeah. What about George uh, Strait? Uh, he sold a ton of albums. Uh, Artist of the decade. 50 number one singles, something yeah. like that? Johnny Cash. I don't know, but uh, I think we're watching something. She's 34, doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't use drugs, we don't think. She's got another 10 to 15 year run. She'll be for 40 years. She'll sell trillions. and Trillions. And trillions. Thing. And Travis Kelsey will be right there by her side. Is he going to play football next year? If he's, thickness not if they win it. No, I, I don't I, If I he think, wins, Andy Reid, isn't he gone? Bill Belichick, Oh, maybe? yeah. Yeah, maybe. Talk about that. I think Kelsey may hang it up after this, win or lose. Because okay. if you lose, then you're like, there's no way. I mean, it's so hard to get to that point to... Go if he all wins, why not say I'm Mr. Taylor Swift from now on? Could you become some woman's Mr. Taylor Swift? Depends it's, on who the woman is, say. What if it's Taylor? No. The politics would get to you, wouldn't it? Yeah. She is a liberal. Very much Progressive. So. Yeah. If she endorses the Biden, is, is it over for Trump? No. Absolutely not. Seg? I don't know what to tell you.
What's on the big show today? I have well, no idea. Uh, right out of the gate, we have uh, John Schneider. He's going to talk about streetcar oh, expansion, your favorite topic. Oh, I thought that was a guy on Dukes of Hazard. No. Oh. That's a different John Schneider. Oh, no. Okay. You clown. And then at 4 o'clock, we have our fitness guy, PJ Street. Going to talk about how when you're dieting and there's your limited food options, things you can do to spice up your food a little bit, make oh, it a little more what palatable. About that thing? How about taking oh, that drug? He, he, he has said on our show that while he doesn't recommend that, it does, at least right now, without not a lot of studies, it does work. Could it become Fen Fen in the future? You don't know two or three years from now. We don't That's know the what. thing. All this stuff comes out. It's not regulated by the FDA, and you, you don't really so know. So you're saying you would leave your family life for a conservative Taylor Swift and be a road manager in Nicaragua? I don't know about all that. Could you leave the Little Rock and say, look, I'm chasing Taylor? <laughs> no, couldn't, couldn't leave Can't the Little Rock. Not a, Can't do it. Not one, two, or Trump's, three. All the Little Rocks. It trumps everything. It trumps. All right. Uh, you got I, it. I see I said Trump again. Yeah. It trumps. They will not give up on him. The more popular he becomes, the more they're going to attack He's going to win. I told you he's going to win. I bet you Hot Fudge Sunday he doesn't. Okay. That's my guarantee that he will. So there you I'm go. Saying there you go. Either way, we win. win. There you go. More <laughs> mental telepathy on the people. I'm switching them up. I may switch completely. My speech opening day could be a classic if I can finish it. If yeah, I have that, time to finish it. That's the thing is, is that no one's questioning how great they are. The, Just give us question, a clip. Can you, can you damn yeah. finish it? Give us the cliff notes, you know. Yes. And Chris, hey, can we There's agree? Your guys right can, can there. Can we just push? For, can we start like in 1920? What's the first world? So like 1919. Okay. Can we can we leave that one go? Maybe start in the 30s? Jump up to 39 and 40. Jump up to 39 and 40. They lost to the Tigers. They they lost to the Yankees in 39, then beat the Tigers in 40. Or, you know what? Better yet. I want you how to start in 1975. How about, start in 1975. How about 70? No. Olympics? No. No. You'll get hung up on some yeah, 1975. Gloss over that real quick. I, I want to extra heavy on 1990 because that's what most that's of us when I was right. Remember, I was right. You were right. And then I want to so forget about Heine Grove. Forget about those guys. Yes, all those guys. Heine Grove. See ya. Bucky Walters. Forget about Frank McCormick. Well, maybe forget, mention them. Forget about George Crow. Forget about the Wade Blessing game. Forget about Roy McMillan. No, we want to hear more. Marge Shot. Fred Hutchinson. Uh, well, Danny Concepcion. 1990. 1990. Todd Benzinger. Go okay. forward. Billy Hatcher. Can we hear more of that? Billy Bates. First name was Master. So you got John Schneider coming up from Dukes of Hazard. Yes. Segment, get me out of the studio report. Willie, in honor of uh, that planet we're seeing today, a.k.a. sunshine outside. What is that? Thank you to Catchmark. We leave you with the immortal words of the Stooge Report. Take me Now, we're going around the campfire and she had a little bit of the hots for you. True or false? Well, she answered the question. She answer was, the yeah, said. Answer the question. She was drinking at the time. <laughs> I, I was in an awkward situation, I would say. Could I take one for the team? If I could be a fly on the wall at anything, I would love to be one of those rendezvous, if you will. Don't look at me. Answer the question. What is the question? So we've been trying to figure out. 700 WLW. <laughs> Hi, I'm Hannah Recton, here to tell you that no matter what weather this winter brings, Tom Recton Heating and Air, the company you've counted on since 1964, is here to help. Visit us at www.tomrecton.com today. I'm Dr. James Wright at Wright Dental Center, Cincinnati and Cold Spring. At Wright Dental, you get the best methods in modern dentistry. Wright Dental is an...
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.